1: Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber.
0: Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your daily podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team, the Charlotte Hornets. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here on the HHC. It is a winning edition, Hornets. Clutch victory, 124-121 to on the road at Phoenix. Just a monster, monster win. A lot of different ways we're going to break this one down. Also want to talk about what looks to be things heading towards the Hornets being able to welcome fans back to Spectrum Center during the second half of the season. We'll talk about the latest from Governor Roy Cooper's office, what the announcement means, and what the direction it seems things are heading in in regards to the Hive being alive once again with fans in attendance. And finally, we'll talk about the second half schedule because it was announced yesterday. We'll break it down here on the Hornets Hivecast. Help us do all of this. Let's get to them quickly because we've got a lot to talk about. Matt Rachinsky, Senior Director of Digital Media for the Charlotte Hornets. Matt, right to it. 124-121, to 121, the victory over the Phoenix Suns. What stands out most to you?
3: Man, i tell you what the resiliency of this team. I know we've been preaching it over and over and over again, but I feel like that is the defining word of what has become this team in 2020, 2021. Just, they do not fold. I think it's absolutely amazing. We're just coming off real access, Sam, where you were a big part of real access episode four. And you said some key things in that episode of real access that really came to fruition tonight. When you talked about this being a dangerous team and why they're so dangerous They have a confidence right now that they're playing with that's just absolutely amazing and a trust in each other. And when you see that, the way it kind of gets executed is the fact that you don't know who it's going to be who steps up from night to night. We know that we're going to have big nights from Gordon Hayward. He's going to be that kind of stud. We know that Terry Rozier is going to step in in a big role. But other guys, each night it's somebody else who's stepping up. You never know where it's going to kind of come from and tonight it came from a lot of guys off the bench in in, in great performance when we were looking at it going, wow, I think this one's getting away from us kind of early.
0: Well, let's get right to some of those players, because early on, Phoenix was as hot as could be. They started the game eight for nine from three. They literally could not miss at one point. Eventually did cool off, but they built up a significant lead. They led by, I think, 17 points was the High at one stage of the game was their largest lead of this one. And early on, it was particular role players coming in and helping to bridge the gap or stem the tide. Jalen McDaniels, I thought, was clutch in the first quarter when things were really slipping away. He had eight points. He knocked down a big three. He had a big three-point play on a putback dunk. Uh, he made some big plays to just stop momentum, even momentarily, for Phoenix. And then in the second quarter, Malik Monk just went off. Hands off to Malik. Fade away three. Got it. Malik Monk drilling another Lowe's three-point shot. And this is a six-point ball game. Malik Monk, 29 points, 20 of them came in the second quarter. Hornets needed something to get them back in the game, and it was definitely Malik Monk's play. Again, at one point in the first half, a 17-point deficit. It turns out to be a one-point game that the Hornets are quickly able to flip around in quarter number three, but as you mentioned, Matt, some role players, some non-normal sources of offense. I'd say Malik Monk is kind of a normal source of offense at this point, but to go for 20 in a quarter, that is not normal for Jalen McDaniels to be a spark to that extent in an individual quarter that is not normal some role players made some big big plays
3: yeah and it was in this situation too like we mentioned early on in the first quarter i'm glad you brought up jalen because it looks like you know phoenix is starting to jump ahead starting to pull away they're up by 10 in the first quarter we're sitting there going wow we're just coming off a tough loss in utah against a great team playing one of the top two teams in the league back to back these are the hottest teams in the league right now and you're wondering what this team is going to do then Jalen McDaniels checks in and in four minutes he puts up those kind of numbers. You know, you and I keep notes as we're watching games. I know that. And I literally wrote down in that first quarter stretch, thank you, Jalen McDaniels. That's exactly what I wrote down because in that situation, he kept us in the game and kept that game from getting out of control in the first quarter. And when you're on the road against a team like that, if they go off and start to build up that big lead, it's going to be nearly impossible to come back. So keeping us in that first quarter was great. And then you're wondering, okay, well, where's that offense going to come from in the second quarter? And instead we go down by 17 points and you're sitting there going, what is going to happen? I know Malik Monk. I've seen Malik Monk play since he's been here. He's always had that ability to step in off the bench and deliver instant offense. But I don't think I've ever seen him in a zone like we saw him in tonight. And he was doing it from all over the place on the court not just hitting threes, but by attacking the rim and getting to the basket.
0: Did a great job to help, again, bridge the gap, get the Hornets to a one-point deficit at halftime. And then in the second half... It was the LaMelo Ball Show. He had 20 points on the game, but 16 of them come after halftime, making big play after big play. And then Gordon Hayward, he was Mr. Dependable, Mr. Steady throughout the game. He has 20 points, 8 rebounds to go with, 4 assists in this one, 12 points in the first half, 8 in the second half. All told, the Hornets get the W and do so despite facing a lot of adversity. Matt, I want to ask you about this. I don't mean to... You know, criticize officials, they've got a very difficult job out there. But man, the Hornets got some mean mugs because between Gordon Hayward's jaw and Cody Zeller's nose, teams' faces seem to pick up more fouls than most other teams I've seen in the NBA.
3: Yeah, I mean, I know that we say in the NBA you can scratch and claw and try and pull out wins, but it seemed like that was going on quite a bit out there, especially in the first half. There were a lot of hands to faces, things that weren't being called. Those are tough calls on refs. You're right. That's, that's difficult to catch unless it's blatant. There was one on Terry that you got to think, wow, former, former Hornet there, Frank Kaminsky, might have got away with one on him. But, yes, at the end of the game there, as, as we're trying to hold on on the road in a situation that obviously you want to pull out this big victory and everything is kind of stacked against you, you seem to make the right play. Gordon Hayward, who always seems to make the right kind of play, we've talked about his calming presence, Seem to really step up and contest that three, but not lean into him Instead, he got leaned into you go to the review. I think we're all waiting for it to kind of come back that, Oh no, that's going to be reversed. Heck. I mean, coach Borrego has got a tremendous record in reviews this season, six and one on reviews. So you're sitting there going, Hey, we're liking the way this looks. It's going to be great. Was well, not the way that it turned out. And instead they gave the ball back to them and you're sitting there going, how did this happen? So It was great of this team to not fold at that point, though, too, because when you're on the road and challenges like that are presenting themselves, there's many, many things that can kind of get a team down when they're on the road against one of the best teams in the NBA. And this team just kept taking adversity after adversity and facing it and overcoming it here against the Suns.
0: Suns might be wishing they had that. Challenge their back pocket as well because the last shot attempt which by the way you know a close call I didn't have as much of an issue with the out of bounds call you know they reviewed it it came up call stands it is what it is I didn't have a huge issue with that one but Booker got a look at a three and watching the slow-mo replay there is certainly some contact from Gordon Hayward so finally the Hornets maybe catch a break but nonetheless Phoenix probably wishes they had that challenge down the stretch ends up being a 124 to 121 win for the Hornets at Phoenix. Hornets are now 12-0 and 0 when leading, entering the fourth quarter, and that doesn't always mean they were up by 15 when it starts. Sometimes it's a night like this one where it ends up being a one-possession game right down to the wire, and the Hornets just seem to have that clutch gene. Malik Monk, after the game, talked about what makes this team so good in the clutch.
2: Mello, man. Mellow could pass, man. Uh, he' going he gonna to find us. Gordon's always stepping up, making big plays. T. Row always making big plays. And Melo, man, Melo just finds everybody, finds you at the right time too. pass, doesn't be late. He'll, he'll turn it over every now and then, but, man, he, he going to pass, he going he gonna, to he gonna find you the most part, and um, that's what we feed off. Um, him, T. Row and Gordon, they, they all make big plays down the stretch, too, as well, so it's it, it just all, all together. We don't bow our heads, man, and, and, and give up on each other either.
0: Matt, Terry Rozier is most definitely clutch. That's been established from the Golden State game and several others over the course of the season. Gordon Hayward is absolutely clutch. That's been established over his decade-long career as a star in the NBA and his performance with a game winner on the road in Orlando earlier this season. But to have a veteran like Malik Monk have the first name out of his mouth when asked why is this team clutch be a 19-year-old rookie is very revealing.
3: And respectful. I mean, we watch the way LaMelo's playing out there, and one thing that you can definitely say about his game is that he is confident. There is no fear in his game. He is Whether it be an all-star that's on him, whether it be a situation where we're down by two, he wants the ball in his hands. He wants to kind of challenge anyone who's on him. It doesn't really matter. But it's great to hear somebody like Malik come out and say that because as we've seen Melo's confidence build, The confidence that his teammates have in him might be even greater. I really believe that. The way that they feel when he's out on the court, you can see these guys love playing basketball with this young kid, 19 years old. You're right. It's crazy to think that this is the guy that we're right now putting the ball in his hands and hoping that he's going to make the right decisions as well. And he's been absolutely outstanding thus far. Now, did we need to fall there at the end of the game? Not really sure we needed to put Chris Paul on the free throw line with a couple seconds left, but that's something that he's going to learn and get better at as he matures throughout the NBA. But overall, where he's at right now is just so far ahead of everyone else in this rookie class, in my opinion, and what he's doing that he's making such a tremendous impact. And I just cannot wait. I know we're all so thrilled, but we can't wait to see where this kid is going to take us.
0: Hornets win last night on the road at Phoenix, 124 to 121. We'll continue to break it down, and we're going to talk about fans getting back in the stands next segment here on the Hornets Hivecast.
1: Hornets fans, be sure to download the Hornets app on your mobile device. The Hornets app is your access to all new features and exclusive content, including the new game day experience for every game this season.
0: Hornets win last night over the Phoenix Suns 124 to 121. Sam Farber and Hornets senior director of digital media, Matt Raczynski, here with you today on the Hornets Hivecast. And, Matt, before we talk about fans, let's revel a little bit more in this victory for the Hornets because while I've talked a lot with you and others about how the hornets winning and losing doesn't seem to have an awful lot to do with the opposition. They seem to play their game and if they're on, they can beat anyone and quite frankly if they're off they can lose to anyone. Sometimes being off has very little to do with things under their control like, you know, having to take for instance a week off due to health and safety protocols or, you know, teammates being absent due to injury. Some things are just not in your control, but if the hornets are on, they can beat anyone. But that shouldn't gloss over the fact that they beat a Phoenix Suns team that is elite and that was playing exceptional basketball. That was just their second loss in their last 11 games. The other one was to the Brooklyn Nets, who, oh, by the way, have three All-Stars on their roster. So you're in pretty good company. And then some of their other wins, they blew out Portland. They've beaten Philadelphia. They beat Milwaukee. They beat Boston. They beat some really good teams over this last two- to three-week stretch, and now the Hornets join Brooklyn as the two teams that have beaten them in the last 11 games.
3: A defining win for this team this season, especially coming off of what just happened in Utah when we played so well against the Jazz for those three quarters and then watched things kind of slip away in the fourth to start a six-game road trip. That's a tough start, but you still were feeling confident, believe it or not, coming out of that because of how well you played against one of the top teams, then take, come into Phoenix and take on, arguably the hottest team in the NBA right now. Absolutely amazing work by this team to not be phased by it. In the moment, they weren't overwhelmed by the moment of what it meant to come off back-to-back games against one of the best teams in the, against two of the best teams in the NBA. They were confident. they stayed it in it. They were down 17 points. I mean, that's just insane to me that we were down 17 in the second quarter and this team did not seem phased by it. I'm sitting there watching going, we need to get this together. Come on, what's going on? But Coach JB kept this team calm. Terry Rozier keeps this team calm. Gordon Hayward keeps this team calm. We found the right pieces and found the right chemistry here with this team right now. They believe in themselves and they're not afraid of adversity and because they keep continuing to overcome it.
0: Speaking of James Borrego, he talked about the victory last night, and he pulled out every catchphrase he's got, but they were all appropriate.
2: Well, obviously, it was a resilient win. Fantastic. Really proud of our group overall. They battled. It didn't look pretty early, but we've been a resilient group all year. We never drop the sword. We keep fighting. This has been a microcosm of our season. You know, we look like we're down, we're defeated, we're out. We keep finding finding a way to fight back and compete. This team competes as hard as anybody in the league, I believe that. And tonight's a great example against a fantastic Phoenix Suns team. That's a, that's a heck of a team over there. Maybe the hottest team with Utah in the NBA. So to come in here on, on the road to play this well after being down 17, it's just a credit to my guys in that locker room. They deserve the credit, they stuck with it. And Malik deserves a lot of credit. You know The, the way he, he handled himself to get to this point, his first half was impressive. You know He kept us in it with his scoring but a lot of guys contributed to that not just not just Malik so great team effort but really proud of the group again resiliency
3: is the key for us
0: Matt I have JB bingo with sword compete credit team effort and resiliency <laughs> go ahead <laughs>
3: I think it's a situation where we're all starting to talk a little bit like coach i I don't know if he's like making us forcing us into this, how we're getting to you know have these kind of same kind of discussions. We all sound like him. We're talking about resiliency. We're talking about the effort, we're talking about not folding all of those things that he's got to say. You're right. You win at J.B. Bingo, but I don't care if he keeps saying if we keep winning basketball games.
0: Hey, his mantra is in our heads, and it's a good place to be. And most importantly, it's in his players' heads because they are taking on all of those attributes that he continues to focus on. You want your team to resemble the head coach and his way of thinking and way of approaching things. And J.B. has a clear vision for this team, and the team certainly embracing it has them to an improved record now of 15 and 16 and sitting in the top eight in the Eastern Conference. The team is wrapping up the first half of the season. Right now on this long road trip, we'll talk about the second half schedule, which came out yesterday, a little bit later here on the Hornets Hivecast, but some more good news came out yesterday. It appears that there is a pathway to having fans in Spectrum Center here in the second half of the season. Obviously, it has to wait to the second half because there's no more home games in the first half. So I want to talk to you, Matt, about what this is and what this isn't. First, let's talk about what it is. This is a quote from Governor Roy Cooper, governor of North Carolina, about his thoughts moving forward. And the quote is, as North Carolina's numbers continue to show improvement and vaccine distribution increases, Governor Roy Cooper announced today that the state will carefully ease some of its COVID-19 restrictions. Hornets made a statement on the back end of this news saying, quote, we are excited that Governor Cooper has granted the opportunity for fans to begin returning to indoor arenas and entertainment venues. We have remained in contact with state and county officials as well as the NBA throughout the last year and are preparing a plan that we believe will allow fans to safely return to Spectrum Center. In the near future. So, Matt, let's first talk about what this is. This is a path to having fans in the building. We don't know how many, we don't know what restrictions, we don't know what requirements will be made, but it is just great news to know that the hive will have a little bit more life in it, not the full life that we want to have with the place packed again just yet, but we're getting closer, we're heading in that direction.
3: Yeah, and hearing you read it honestly just gives me chills because I know how much we want to have fans back in the stands. We know how much the fans want to be back in the stands. And to your point, this is a start. This is a great start for us to have this. the governor come out and, and announce this, give us the opportunity to, to present our plan, to allow fans to come back in Spectrum Center. That's what we're going to be working on behind the scenes. There is no doubt everyone over here at HSE is working their tails off to try and get fans back as soon as possible so that we can present this to the governor and his constituents and get the approval, hopefully, to get people back in the Spectrum Center as soon as humanly possible, because I can't wait to hear fans cheering inside this building again. When we're sitting there, I know you miss them. I know I miss them. It's just been a little bit weird right now, and it'd be great to get some sense of normalcy back in terms of getting the fans back in the building and getting behind our guys
0: it's also important to talk about what these statements are not they are not a license to go out and just be reckless here at the tail end hopefully tail end of this pandemic and with that in mind here is a quote from the same press release that governor cooper had this is from north carolina department of health and human services secretary mandy k cohen md The quote is keep wearing a mask waiting six feet apart and washing your hands We've seen in the past how fragile progress can be, so we need to keep protecting each other while we get everyone a spot to get their shot. So, just because the building is opening up and we're excited about that and we are, it doesn't mean that we are, you know, looking to skirt any protocols or take any shortcuts because at the end of the day this has been a very costly pandemic. Most importantly, not because we've lost the opportunity to watch the Hornets, but because we've lost so many of our fellow North Carolinians and Americans and just citizens of the world to this deadly, deadly virus. And we don't want to lose any more just because we're close to the finish line.
3: There is absolutely no doubt that every I will be dotted, every T will be crossed. There is no way that we are going to let fans back into this building Unless we know that it is absolutely safe, some of the improvements that have been done to this building already are absolutely amazing, and we're getting accreditation for it from the GBAC Star Facility, saying that our global bio risk, you know, and the advisory council agree that this right now is one of the first facilities in North Carolina to receive an honor from those groups for where they've come and where they're headed. This is an organization that is going to be 100% fully prepared before they allow fans back in this building. We want our fans to feel comfortable coming back. We don't want any of our fans to feel trepidation, feel any sort of worry, or anything like that, we want to put on the best show for our fans that we can, but also make sure that they feel that they will be as safe as they humanly possibly can be when they walk in the doors of our building. You're right. It's something that's affected. Every single one of us is taking a toll on every one of us in some sort of way, and we all have to continue to stick together to make sure we're doing the things that are right and keeping the masks on, keeping the space, washing our hands. Obviously, the biggest things to do. But like I said, every other thing that you can imagine, there's going to be things that will be coming out over the course of the next couple of weeks. I have to imagine in what Spectrum Center is doing. The fans are going to sit back and start to feel, wow, I can't wait to be back in that building because this team is doing absolutely everything in its power to make me feel safe.
0: We are excited to see when those final plans come out, just what kind of capacity we're looking at, what the protocols will be. And there will be some. So fans, we're anxious to have you inside Spectrum Center. I've been told I have an office somewhere in the building, so I'm excited to find out where it is because I haven't been allowed in (laughs) to set office. So if it doesn't exist, Matt, you better make one up pretty soon because the jig is almost up. But we're very excited about the progress that's been made it has been a team effort not just the Hornets as a team but a team in this community we're very very close so hang in there let's continue to do our part and then soon enough the Hive will be alive again and we'll see all of those great Hornets jerseys the mint editions the number two mellow jerseys the 20 for Gordon Hayward Terry Rozier Devante Graham PJ Washington Miles Bridges all those numbers are gonna be all up and down Spectrum Center We just can't wait for it. Got much more to talk about here on the Hornets Hivecast. One segment left to go. We're going to talk about the games in which fans will be allowed to come in to the building because they're coming in the second half and we finally have a schedule. So we'll start to break it down as well as continue to look back at last night's win over the Phoenix Suns as we continue on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets
1: fans, the buzz is building. For season ticket packages for the 2021-2022 season, call 704-HORNETS or visit hornets.com to chat live with a season ticket representative. Lock in your price
0: today. Ball, pick and roll with Biombo. Steps back, crossover dribble against Aiton. Tries to drive by the big man. He gets all the way to the 10, and he slams it down with two hands. My goodness, LaMelo. A incredible rim run for LaMelo Ball. He has so many of these long lanes where he stretches out his six foot eight frame and you know lets the finger roll go. But this one, he got by the defender, slams it down. It was a big momentum boost for the Hornets in their win over the Phoenix Suns, one twenty four to one twenty one last night. Improves the team's record to fifteen and sixteen. Sam Farber and senior director of digital media for the Hornets, Matt rachinsky here with you on the Hornets Hivecast and. Matt, this is two really thrilling wins for the Hornets in the last three games, and they very easily could have been losses. And I think it's worth stating how much this means because it is a very, very tight field, four through 13 in the Eastern Conference. The number four seed is Indiana right now. They're 15 and 15. The 13 seed is Washington, who's only three and a half games back from them. So. If those two clutch wins for the Hornets ended up being losses, Charlotte would be a half game ahead of Washington in 12th place in the Eastern Conference outside of the top 10. But because they their wins, they find themselves in a tie for sixth. A lot can change with just one result being flipped. And here we have two games decided by one possession where twice the Hornets came through in the clutch
3: when you look at it you've got to believe that every single win and I know we were talking cliches earlier but you know when you talk to coaches they say I look forward to the next game and the next win that's how it is in this league this year there is no room for error there's not a lot of room that you're working with like you said if you drop two or three games in a row you can easily find yourself not only out of the playoff race but even out of the hunt for one of those nine or ten spots for a potential play-in game and things like that so it's difficult to see you've got to continue to maintain your confidence you've got to make sure that you're not going to be able to kind of get kicked a little bit as you've been down and that's one thing that you've noted tremendously in talking with you sam is that when you look at it this schedule up until this point this team has been consistent and hanging around in those groups of 10 games that being six or four or four and six no worse than four or six and no better than six or four that's consistency for a team they're starting to find it And staying that way, if we can continue to get that consistency, it's going to just continue to help move us up in those rankings, hopefully, as we continue to pull out more victories. Because I think that under 500 right now is something we've got to shoot to get above. That's where we want to be. We want to be in that race, and we need to get there, and we're only one game out.
0: I think that's well said. And this road trip was always going to be difficult. Any trip out west is, just given the demands of travel, the quality of the teams that exist in the Western Conference. But right now... Two games into this trip, you could say arguably the two most difficult games are now behind you. At least two of the four most difficult games are now behind you. So, you know, skies may be brightening a little bit. doesn't mean you can take your foot off the gas, but it does mean that the Hornets might have a chance here to wrap up this road trip even above or at 500, which would be a huge accomplishment for this team. Sam Farber, Matt Ruchinski here with you on the HHC. Second half schedule did come out and well let's separate it into months. The remainder of March is extremely difficult with another long West Coast road trip featuring teams like the Lakers and Clippers who are amongst the elite in the NBA. April is a mishmash of home and road. There's a long Eastern Conference road trip with some difficult games like Brooklyn, Indiana, and Boston, all one after the other. Those three games actually come on a four-day stretch, so that's going to be a particularly tough road for the Hornets, but certainly not impossible. And then May, things lighten up quite a bit. Seven of the ten games are at home. The majority are against teams with below 500 records right now. So I look at this as March is survive. You want to be as close to 500 over that spell as you can be, knowing that there's a lot of difficult games, a lot of time on the road. You want to survive that, continue to be in that between six and four, four and six spell. That's okay. And then May is advance. May is this is our opportunity. If you are in line for, or in range of a playoff spot, this is where you have to go get it.
3: I think that you hit it right on the head. In terms of surviving March right now, I think it's not only surviving March, but it's making your statement early. You know, you start off in the second half of the schedule with three games at home against Detroit, Toronto, and Sacramento. Those games have got to be crucial for you. You've got to come out because you know that you're playing out of your next, what, 13 games, you're playing 11 on the road after that stretch. So you've got to get that done hopefully come out of there with at least a couple of wins if not three if you can that would be tremendous that's what we're all shooting for to give yourself a little bit of a boost as you head out on the road because you're right this road schedule that we've got once you get that three games done is not an easy one it starts off with a west coast swing again you come back from the west coast get a break and you head right back out onto the west coast and We'll all be staying up late and we'll be loving it. But you've got Denver, you've got L.A., you've got the Clippers, L.A. Lakers and the L.A. Clippers, two teams we haven't seen yet. So it's going to be a very big challenge for this team out there. Then you come home for a couple of games, and then you head out on a six-game East Coast trip. I guess that's what we'll call it, I mean, if that's the way you're looking at it. But some of these things, some of the teams on this East Coast trip, are those teams that are bunched together. You've got Boston, who's a great team. You've got Brooklyn, who's a good team. You've got Indiana, who you just mentioned was the four seed currently. You've got Milwaukee on that trip. You're right. Survive? Yes. That's If we can play around 500 basketball, that's not just a victory. That's playing absolutely tremendous basketball with what the challenge of that schedule is as we go through the first couple weeks through April.
0: I don't think it could be said enough how important playing meaningful basketball deep into the season and hopefully into the postseason would be for this young team. It takes time to learn how to win. Even great superstars of the past or the present, quite frankly, they tend to get tripped up their first time into the playoffs. So you want to have those experiences early and learn from them. Case in point, the team the Hornets played last night, the Phoenix Suns, this is a team that's got Chris Paul, a battle-tested veteran, added into a young nucleus that has never been to the playoffs before. This franchise hasn't been to the postseason since 2010, so even though they're playing spectacular basketball and will likely end up a top-four seed in the West, at least the way things are going right now, I don't know that you would consider them at the same level of favorites as a Lakers team that's been there before or a Clippers team that has players that have been there before or some of the teams out of the Eastern Conference like you know for instance Brooklyn who's got players that have been there before that experience is valuable and so the fact that you brought Chris Paul in certainly helps things for Phoenix my gosh you can see the results from last year to this year it's night and day and he is the main ingredient but once you get there you have to have those learning experiences and if you're the Hornets, you want to start having those as soon as possible because you've got to believe players like LaMelo Ball are going to flourish under that kind of pressure. And once they become acclimated to that type of environment, the sky is the limit.
3: You have to learn how to win in the NBA and in the playoffs, that's for sure, because you're right, those battle-tested teams that come in. I remember talking to Bismarck Biombo about this exact same thing when he came back after having gone over to Toronto and gone to Orlando. We all know the kind of series he had in Toronto back then, and he talked to me about that when you have a series like that, when you advance in the playoffs, when you learn what it's like to get further along, how much more hungry that makes you. Right now, I'm not saying we're not a hungry team. This is a team that wants to get to that level, wants to be in the playoffs. To your point, having that kind of experience and even being in this kind of a run right now is great for this team because we want them to start to develop that hunger. And if they can get into the playoffs right now and even get a little tiny taste of it and see how things go in that situation – You've got to learn how to win in the playoffs. You've got to learn how to become a team that's going to rally around each other in a very difficult situation because we all know what playoffs are like when you're playing seven-game series. This is something where it's going to be battles going back and forth. So this team has to learn what that's like. It's a different intensity. We all know that. There's a different kind of passion. Every possession is important in the playoffs. This team, with so many young players, you're right, has to learn what it's like to play basketball like that. And throughout the course of the end of the season here as we get into the second half, hopefully they can start acting as if they're almost playing playoff basketball right now because that's how important each one of these games is going to be.
0: Well, this was a jam-packed edition of the Hornets. Hivecast. cast so much to talk about a thrilling win <laughs> over the Phoenix Suns late last night, plus the announcement that fans will soon be allowed. Into the stands in some capacity at Spectrum Center and the second half schedule release. We're very thankful. Matt Raczynski, Senior Director of Digital Media for the Hornets, was here to help break it down. Matt, thanks again. And when talking to Matt Carroll, he specifically said that both you and Sam Perley would be available for all games starting after 9 p.m. on the East Coast from here on out for the <laughs> HHC. Is that still correct? <laughs>
3: I'm not surprised that Matt Carroll set me up on that one, but you know, Sam, if I get a chance to talk to you after wins like we had last night, then I have no problem talking to you at any point in time. You tell me what time we got to do it, and let's and let's have those conversations.
0: That sounds like a plan. Matt Rachinski, senior director of digital media for the Charlotte Hornets. Thank you so much for being a part of this edition of the Hornets I'vecast. Thanks a lot. And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. A reminder, tomorrow we'll have another edition where we'll be talking about the latest rookie rankings or the young prospect rankings that have been coming out from the Athletic. Where did they end up putting LaMelo Ball? We'll talk about that and also get you ready for round two of Hornets versus Warriors. The first one was a lot of fun. What will they do for an encore? We'll find out. We'll start to preview it for you on tomorrow's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Till then, for everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us. Till next time, in the words of LaMelo Ball.
2: Thank you. all Have a good day. Wear your mask.
1: Thanks for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. For more coverage, visit
3: Hornets.com.